Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Sarah Garofalo, and today I am joined by someone very special. We are talking to Michelle Jalowski from the Moth Main Stage. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. We're very excited to have you today. Um, the Moth Main Stage will be here at the Hanover Theater in Worcester on Thursday, April 13th at 7.30 p.m. And so... Just to start us off here, for those who aren't familiar with The Moth, can you give our audience a little bit of a rundown of what the show is about? Yeah, so um, The Moth, we're a nonprofit dedicated to the art and the craft of true personal storytelling. So we put on shows all over the country and a little bit throughout the world where people get up on stage and just tell true personal stories from their lives. No notes, um, no script. Um, just good old fashioned storytelling, we like to say. Um, so each main stage show um, is a curated show where people have worked with directors at the Moth beforehand to put together their stories. Um, we put five people together in each show um, from you know an eclectic mix of people from all walks of life, um, all around a theme. The theme for our show in Worcester is um, intrepid. So all the stories will sort of um, relate to that in some way. Um, and yeah, we have a host, five storytellers, and that's the show. That's so exciting. Um, so I have here in the show description that John Good is hosting. Is that right? Yes, John Good. He is an amazing, he's one of our most beloved hosts. He comes out of Atlanta. Um, he's also a poet and a storyteller. He's very, very funny and charming and wonderful. Um, I think everyone will love him. Um, yes, he is, he's going to be our, our host for the evening. Super fun. Um, and I see here that we have a few storytellers listed. Um, I have Connie Smith, Deanna Marie, and Richard Westcott. Um, and you said there were five, right? Yes, there's two people missing. Um, we've got Ruby Cooper, um, who has a hilarious and heartwarming story um, about, well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. Um, and a local poet named Adele. I'm not sure how you say his last name. Meiha, I'm going to say. Um, he is this like wonderful local poet. I think he might've been like the youth poet laureate in Worcester um, recently. Yeah, so those are our last two storytellers. Oh, that's awesome. I love that someone local is coming. We always try to include, yeah, we always try to include at least one person from the community that we're going to because the sort of conceit of the moth and, and is true, you know, what we think that you know, everybody has a story that's worth sharing and anybody can be up on that stage. Um, so, you know, our shows are usually a mix of maybe some people who do some kind of performance or speak professionally, you know, in their in their lives and, and people who just have a great story and, you know, never get up on a stage. Awesome. Um, I think that it's going to be a great time. I know that people in my family love coming whenever the moth is here. So I'm super excited for our audiences to come and see what these stories have in store. But um, so the moth has been around for quite a while. Um, looks like it was launched in 1997. Mm -hmm. um, so 25th anniversary, is that right? Or 26? We're in our 20. Yeah. Last year was our 25th anniversary. So big year for us. And now, yeah, now we're in our time just passes so quickly. And <laughs> now we're in our 26th year. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, And so I was reading about you guys a little bit earlier. And so it looks like you have eight programs. So there's the Moth Main Stage, the Moth Story Slam, the Moth Community Program, the Moth Education Program, the Moth Global Community Program, the Moth Podcast, 
um, Moth Works and the Moth Radio Hour. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about um, your your favorite? You don't have to talk about all of them, but, um, you know, just a little tidbit about each one or your favorite. Yeah, well, I'll give you like a teensy little rundown. So we're a nonprofit and um, some of our work is forward facing, you know, like the shows that we sell tickets to and some of the work that we do is more inward facing. Like, you know, we do storytelling workshops with teachers and students out of the education program and different community groups. So those are more, you know, for the people who are involved in those workshops or, or private shows or whatever. And then our front facing things like um, are probably you know, they're some of my favorite shows. I'm, I'm a little biased because that's mostly where I do my work. But um, the slams, I, I'm going to pitch the slams because um, we're talking about the main stage and the slams are so fun. And we have one in Boston. Um, you know, they're open mics where anyone can come in and put their submit their name to tell a story. Um, there's a theme every night, you know, really broad theme. And we have a host and uh, the show is 10 names get pulled out at random and those 10 people get up on stage and tell their five minute true stories related to whatever the theme is that night. So it's a mixed bag every time. You never know what you're going to get. It's always so like interesting and cool to see who gets up there. Um, they're really, really a good time. I absolutely love that. That sounds so fun. Um, and, you know, so like you said, there's uh, a slam in Boston. So if people have a good time at the show here in Worcester, they can travel east and go see it again right or something similar at least yeah so the show that we're that's happening in Worcester is one of the curated ones so the stories are a bit longer and they've been you know crafted and shaped along with moth directors the story slams are just open mics so we have no idea who's going to get up there so they're they're a different vibe but I think both very very fun you know in in their own way and um very much worth going to yes and and Boston's what an hour outside yeah it's about an hour away um yes worth the trip I think (laughs) awesome um and so I read that the moth has um published four critically acclaimed books Mm -hmm. and including one just last year um how to tell a story the essential guide to memorable storytelling from the moth um and then you guys also have a deck of cards that came out just about six seven months ago um a game of storytelling so do you know anything about that? Can you tell us a little bit about the deck of cards? Um, the deck of cards are really, they're so fun. Um, they're they're a, a collection of some, um, some of our favorites uh, uh, story prompts. So at every, um, at every show, uh, we, we have a little prompt for the main stage for the curated shows, only the storytellers answer it. And in the slam, um, you know, everyone has a little opportunity to, to fill out a little slip to answer the question of the night, which is related to the theme. Um, you know, so it'll be like, if the theme is um, teams, it could be, tell us about a time you felt left out or something like that. Um, so the deck of cards is sort of a collection of our favorite um, prompts that, you know, you play with your family and it's an opportunity to, you know, your family, your family, your friends or whoever you want to play with. And it's an opportunity to, you know, mine your life for stories and share them with people. Um, it's a very, very fun. It's like a, 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 yeah, storytelling game of cards. I love it. So there's, I mean, it just seems like there's so many ways to interact with the moth. Like you've got the podcast, if that's your thing, you can come hear the stories in, in real life. Um, you can, you can read the book, you can play with a, de- a deck of cards. Like, I just love that there's so many, there's something for everyone with the moth, it seems like. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, we try, you know, we, we're really in the in the business of building community. Um, and yeah, we hope that there is something for everyone. I love it. 
So I want to talk about you and your history and how you got here. So um, can you tell me a little bit of just your your background and how you ended up here? Yeah, well, I started working for the Moth part-time um, in 2010 when it was a much smaller organization. While I was doing other, you know, I was in school, I went to law school, I did a whole bunch of other things. Um, but then at some point in my life, I realized I wanted to be doing this work just professionally. Um, and I, yeah, luckily a job, a full-time job opened up at the Moth and, and I got it. So I've been producing full-time since 2014, I think, 2015. And I've been directing for about five years. Um, cool. Um, yeah, sorry, I forgot to say that um, Michelle is the director of The Moth. Um, so that's incredible. I mean, especially since you started part-time, like, you know, that's so much growth. I, I love that. There's a lot of growth. Yeah, The Moth is good at that. I mean, I'm, 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 there's a few directors. So I'm not like the director of The Moth. I'm the director of this show for The Moth. We have maybe mm -hmm. six or seven people who, who work on our shows as directors. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and so when you were just starting out, you said, so you said you went to law school. Is that right? I did. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's a big jump. So, you know, what was your calling towards this, um, field and storytelling in general? I mean, I've always loved stories. I've always been a big reader and, you know, loved like television, you know, I I've always been a big fan of stories, but never Yes, I just, you know, I grew up in an, in an immigrant family that was very much about math and science. And, you know, I never really thought that that was something I could do, like, as a job. Um, but I think when I graduated law school, I sort of realized, like, if I didn't do anything, like, this was going to be my life. I was also turning 30, and I was like, oh, God. Um, and I just sort of had a crisis of faith and a reawakening. And I was like, oh, actually, I want to be doing more creative work. And I, I had always wanted, you know, I'd always, like, kind of thought in the back of my mind about working at the moth full time. But it had just never seemed like an option. Um, but yeah, at that point it did. And, and I, and I went for it. That's so cool. I'm, I'm just so happy for you. Like, it seems like so, so many things have, um, happened for you and, you know, like, I don't know, I just, I started part-time here at the theater. So it feels close to my heart to see someone, you know, grow in, in a industry that they love. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, it's it's good. I do really. I think the moth is wonderful, and and I, it's the first job I've ever really loved. Oh, that's sweet. Um, we have a conservatory here at the Hanover Theater, and you know there are dance classes, acting classes, singing classes, um, so on and so forth. But we do have a public speaking class, um, and uh, I believe there's a storytelling class. Don't quote me on that. But um, do you have any tidbits of advice for, you know, students that are looking to make their future something similar to the moth or even be in the moth someday? To tell stories? Well, if you want to tell stories, come to the slams because, you know, anyone can do that. And we we listen to every story that happens on all of our stages. I mean, it's, you know, we're a nonprofit and a small staff, so we're not as, you know, up to date as we could be, but we listen to everything. And. And, um, and that's how we choose um, what we want to air. So everything that we air on the podcast and the radio hour comes from one of our live shows. Um, so if you're interested in like getting more involved with that, I would definitely say come to a slam. Um, I think just for storytelling in general, um, let's see, what's my favorite tip? 
I think one of my favorite tips is to really like lean into the vulnerability and don't be afraid to look bad um, because, you know, no one really wants to hear a story that's like, I was great and then I stayed great and now I'm still great. You know, like no one really wants to hear that. But maybe you got to being great over the course of a journey of hardship and whatever. And like, those are the things that resonate with people and that connect with people. Um, so I think definitely, you know, and obviously we're in the market of true stories. So just really digging into the truth of something and why it was important to you, why it mattered to you and, and helping us understand as an audience, why helps us care as well. Um, so that's one tip. Yeah, I love it. Um, well, from one nonprofit to another, it's been very nice talking to you today. Um, and before we wrap up, do you have any parting words you want to say um, or anything you want to say about the show? Just last minute. I'm so excited to be back. I think this is our, our second or third time um, back at the Hanover and we're just, we love it. We're so thrilled and we hope you all come out. Yes, me too. Um, <laughs> so once again, the Moth Main Stage will be here at the Hanover Theater in Worcester on Thursday, April 13th. Um, tickets are $47 and they're available at thehanovertheater.org. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you, Sarah. You're so sweet. I appreciate it so much. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with more on Behind the Scenes. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Sarah Garofalo, and today I'm here with someone very special. We're talking to our intern, Armando Estevez. Welcome, Armando. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. So Armando has been here for how long now, Armando? Uh, I think I've been here for like three months now. Okay, cool. And you are our what? I am your marketing and PR intern. Very, very cool. And fun fact, that is what I started out as over um, a year and a half ago. So it's cool to see, you know, two ends of the spectrum here today. But um, so today I want to talk to you about, you know, how your internship's been going, what you're up to, what you've been up to thus far, and, you know, what's coming next. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your history how you got here and you know yeah so I am currently a student at Worcester State University studying communications um, so you know kind of just fell right into the field here uh, I had originally seen your guys's listing through our school's kind of version of job board um, so I applied um, came in here thought it was a really good place and then basically as soon as I offered it I said yeah Cool. And uh, were you interested in Broadway or theater before you came here? Uh, yeah. When I was younger, I did some shows. Like when I was like really little, I took a break and I was in high school. I did a few. I was actually in Greece my senior year of high school. So that was Whoa, fun. Oh, who were you? I was a man known as Sonny, uh, which is one of Johnny Zuko's uh, wow. little posse members there. Wow. That's a good role. Wow. Impressive. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, not everyone has to be a theater fanatic to work here, but it surely helps, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I was gone for like a few years, but I've always had an appreciation for 
live performance, performance arts, whether it's, you know, music or acting, anything like that. Yeah. So you said you're a communications major. Um, what kind of classes are you taking at school? You know, like what, um, what are your skills that sort of helped you out when you were looking for an internship? Yeah, so I definitely think um, my media writing class helped a lot. Um, in that course, we did a lot of the technical aspects of writing, so you know, proper formatting, all that. Uh, but then certain styles, we actually dove into a lot. So I actually wrote a mock press release, and then I sent that over as part of my application, being like, hey, if you guys ever need me to do anything like this, I definitely can. And then I've taken some video courses in the past, um, so I was really able to show, you know, some stuff that I worked on as part of that. Nice. So that brings me to my next question, which is, um, you know, what do you do when you're here? How many how many days a week are you here? Tell me everything. Uh, yeah, so I am here about three days a week, you know, on and off, um, probably around 18 to 20 hours a week. Uh, doing a lot of different stuff. So I am writing some of your guys' press releases, but then I'm also filming some promotional videos that you guys use on social media. So I did a interview with um, the THT rep creative director, Livy Scanlon um, for Judith. And then I also filmed some quick interviews with a lot of the cast of the Crucible show that's going on as we're recording this. Uh, well, not right now, but you know, this weekend. But. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So up on our YouTube um, channel right now and the show page for The Crucible, you can see some of Armando's work. Um, like you said, the interviews that you recorded. And um, yeah, so as the communications assistant here, I work with press and media and Armando has been helping me with press releases for the past few months, as you said, which has been super duper, super duper helpful. Um, and I hope that you've been enjoying it. I hope you've been having fun. Um, and yeah, your camera skills have come in handy. You were working on our lobby loop in, uh, down in our box office where we have sort of B-roll footage of all of our upcoming shows. Um, but you know, what are your, what have you been your favorite projects that you've worked on so far? Um, probably the Judith interview. Definitely. That was a good opportunity to use some skills that I already had in the past, but also get to develop some new ones, filming at a new location, got to try out some new hardware that I didn't have an opportunity to use in the past. Um, Lobby Loop's been fun mostly because it's just like consistent. It's something that I'm constantly rotating. It's like, it's like my living document, you know, like stuff's always coming out of it. We're always adding stuff to it. So I think being able to do that on the fly is really um, useful opportunity. Yeah. And you also uh, worked on our 15th anniversary video that we put together, right? Yes. Yes, I did. So what was that all about? What did you do there? Um, so basically I was told, told I was shown some photos that were really good, um, good looks for the theater, I guess, uh, showing some of the different performances that we've had here, the wide variety of our audience, especially. So showing you know, some of our older crowd, some of our younger um audience members through the adopt a school program and just really highlighting what the values of the theater are in these past 15 years yeah totally so and you mentioned adopt a school so i heard that you will be doing some adopt a school things today so um for those of you who aren't aware our adopt a school program allows um one or two schools from the worcester area 
to come and see a Broadway show um, free of charge for the students. Uh, all, all expenses are paid through donations, through our patrons. Um, and the themes of the show are worked into the curriculum um, for the students and they all do projects about the show. And uh, last year we, the Adopt-A-School show was the Donna Summer Musical, Summer. And um, this year it's Hades Town, which is playing until Sunday, April 2nd, as well as the Crucible Around the Corner at the uh, Brick Box. But so can you tell our audience what you're doing with Adopt-A-School today? Uh, I believe I am hanging artwork. What kind of artwork? I'm not sure. No one really told me, but. Yeah, so those projects that the students are working on, um, some of them are art projects, some of them are math projects, some of them are papers. Um, like I said, it's worked into all sorts of, uh, all sorts of areas in their curriculum. Um, and so, yeah, their projects are going to be hung up in our lobby this afternoon. We are recording this on Thursday. So uh, if you are coming to the show tonight, Friday, or uh, this weekend, Saturday, or Sunday, you will see all the work from the students hanging up around our lobby and upstairs around the concession areas. And it's super cool. It's super fun to see how these students work the themes of these shows into their, even their math uh, work or their, their uh, you know, literature. It's, it's really interesting. But so I want to talk more about being an intern since we, you know, I was an intern, you're an intern. What do you have to say for those who might be looking for an internship or, you know, looking to make that leap uh, in their career? Uh, yeah, so I would definitely recommend um, at least looking into internship opportunities here, uh, whether it's, you know, what I do in the marketing PR or if you want to potentially do any sort of like graphic design or artwork. Um, mostly because there's never a dull moment around here. Um, there's constantly always something going on, which is good for, and, and it's never boring is basically what I'm trying to get at when I say that is you're always going to have something fun to do. Um, like I said, whether it's writing, whether it's creating something, um, that's the biggest part of it, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and I know that you had a hand in our behind the scenes magazine, correct? I did. You did. You're a contributor. You're a contributor because you um, you made that list with Monica of the 15 things. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, see, exactly. That's why I said never a dull moment. I can't even remember some of the stuff <laughs> that I've done here. No, but yeah, you brought that up. That was a really good opportunity. So for those who don't know what it was is we made a list of 15 ways to celebrate with the Hanover Theater for our 15th anniversary, because you know, people like matching numbers. And we just couldn't come up with a 15th one. And then just out of nowhere, I said, wait, what about our student programs? You know, we love students around here. I'm a student and we're gonna have students in here later, so. Totally. And um, so like you said, you go to Worcester State, correct? Correct. So, um, and how does that work? Uh, how did you, you said that you found it through your, what did you call it? Yes. Yeah, so I went to the career services office. We have a special version of a job board known as Handshake. Um, Worcester State calls it Lancer Link, I believe. 
So I went to career services. They went over my resume. They said, hey, here's some good stuff that you have on it. Here's some bad stuff that you have on it. Uh, here's some stuff that you could add to it. And I did just that. And once that was all set up, I looked on Handshake. You know, I saw a couple of opportunities around the area, some were remote. But I'm like, mm, none of these are really speaking to me. And I saw this one at the Hanover Theater. And I was like, I remember going to the Hanover Theater a lot when I was younger. I saw a Christmas Carol here multiple times throughout my childhood. So I was like, mm, I think that's a place I want to at least try to work at. So I sent it over and here I am. Yes, and we're very glad that you did. Um, and, you know, I, I as an as a old intern turned brand ambassador, turned communications assistant, um, I can definitely vouch for the fact that it's never boring around here, never a dull moment. And um, I am proof that there are growth opportunities here. You know, I know a lot of internships sometimes are just dead ends. Um or they're just, you know, resume boosters, but I'm here to show you that, you know, it can turn into something special. I am now a full-time employee here. Um, and yeah, you know, now I get to talk to Armando on the radio. So that's exciting. Um, but before we wrap up, do you have any tidbits you'd like to share or words of wisdom for anybody that's listening that may be interested in becoming an intern or looking to uh, become a volunteer even. We are always looking for volunteers. Um, anything you want to add? Yeah, I'd say if you're a bit hesitant to apply or volunteer or anything like that because you don't think you have the right skill set, I would say still do it. Still apply, still volunteer because there's so many different opportunities, so many different departments around here um, that are constantly looking for help and um, it's a good way to improve upon yourself. So even if you're not as confident in some skills, um, this would be a great opportunity to try and develop those. Well said, and I definitely agree. So like I said, um, we are always looking for volunteers. Uh, I know we are hiring in multiple departments at the moment and uh, always looking for interns um, for the upcoming semesters. Uh, we've got a development assistant uh, intern. We've got the graphic design and web as internship and the marketing and PR internship um, like Armando and myself have been. So um, if that sounds like something that is up your alley, our deadline for the summer internship is May 1st. So do not be afraid. Send those applications in and we would love to hear from you. Um, Armando, it's been lovely talking to you today. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. And I will catch you all next time on Behind the Scenes.